Yes, 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 yes. This is Gerald Peters. Welcome to the Money Flow. Today was an interesting day in the markets. Pretty boring in the housing market. <laughs> it's the only problem with being a real estate investor is while truth be told I've made more money with real estate stocks are a lot more exciting because they have that casino like feel and I love to play blackjack and I love to play poker but at the same time I'm a fairly disciplined person when it comes to money I've always sought out money I've always just sought out ways of making money and I've always enjoyed the process of keeping money and from an early age I realized that people could take money put it into things and make it be more money which later I realized well that's called an entrepreneur and if you're really good at it you don't even need money you know that's the beautiful thing about business is you can just create money out of nothing well the beautiful thing about the stock market or even the real estate market is its ability to just create wealth it's a beautiful thing to wake up in the morning check your phone and have a $300 dividend Now I used to when I first ask everybody when you first start this is the unfortunate part if you have a 401k not all 401k's but a lot of them that I see a 401k or some sort of work investment you're you're there's several layers between you and your money like when I take like right now I can just log in on my phone and boom I'm looking at it now hopefully you can do that at your work I I pray that you have at least that and if you can do that you should be There's this I used to hear people teach this idea of you should just don't look at your money like don't look and if the market's going down don't look. What? That is the dumbest advice I've ever heard. I mean how you're literally placating to the lowest form of human discipline. Like that's to that's to stop the undisciplined person. The person who hasn't looked at their stocks the whole year, who hasn't read about the companies, who doesn't understand the market, who hasn't studied the history of the financial markets, has no basic understanding or belief in it. That's the guy they're talking to, but you get caught up in that advice and they tell you that. I look at it every day, sometimes every 30 minutes. Because I believe in this idea that what you think about comes about and what you focus on grows. And what I'm focused on is growing my wealth. not in some weird perverted way not in some way that distorts me as a human being not in some way that i value money above all things no it's a game this is the ultimate game of blackjack it's the ultimate game of the casino game the difference is in this one i don't blow out and they give me free chips they just keep bringing them to me i had this realization one day playing blackjack that like wow if you think about it the stock market is like the ultimate game at the casino. You never bust out. If you're fairly intelligent, at least average intelligence and you just bought average shit. Excuse my French, I'm trying not to curse on this feed. Now if you go to my podcast The Science of Getting Rich, I curse a lot and yell and scream and it's more of a I'm trying not to do that here. Here on the money flow, I'm trying to keep it contained to within the stock market and and not as much of me rambling. So if you make just basic adult investing decisions. You're not going to blow out. And when you look and your account drops in half, the wisest thing you could possibly do is to begin buying more, hand over fist. Trust me. If you do this every stock market crash, when you are an old man, there will be a statue of me in your house. 
if you if you don't get one thing from me, if you request my free ebook, you don't have to die broke, and you never even actually read it. Most people don't. I can see individually who reads it. If 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 you never get anything from me, if you just get this, every time there is a financial crisis in America, just start buying trophy assets: the Fords, the AT and Ts, the J P Morgans, the Caesar's Palace, the Kimberly Clark, the Exxon's, the Chevron's, the Pepsi's, the McDonald's. Just start buying. Assets, just hundred here, fifty there, hundred here. Just start accumulating all of them that you can, and just get tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars of these assets. And if you do that every time there's an economic crash, you will build a statue of me in your house, because that's how rich you will be. You'll tell your kids of the story of the time that you met Gerald Peters and he told you about dividends. Like everybody's listening realizes how how right I am. If you've been through two or three crashes, 2009, I could have become a very rich man. In 2003, I could have become a very rich man, and we just keep going back. And we're going to have another one. We haven't had one in a while. So, how do we prepare for this? What do we do? What do we do? Well, that's what I try to answer in my book. You don't have to die broke. I don't think you have to be Grant Cardone to prosper. I don't think you have to 10x your business. I think you could just be a roofer. I think you could just be a plumber with two people that work for you, or an electrician, or you work at Walmart, or you drive for Uber. I think I think you just be a person that has a couple side hustles, and you make enough money that you begin to actively invest. And over a period of seven to ten years of aggressive investing, you can create such a cushion for yourself, such a platform for your family to operate off on, that you actually have financial freedom, not this retirement concept. See, retirement was created to get old people out of the factories, so that young people could come in and increase production. You understand that, right? Retirement's not for kings and queens. Kings and queens die in office. Retirement's for the peasants, the people who don't own assets. Because when you own assets, you don't even need to work. What are you going to retire from? What what would Warren Buffett retire from? Running Berkshire Hathaway? He still owns it. See what I'm saying? And so the day-to-day activity of moving an object from point A to point B is optional once you become an owner and own assets that produce income. Super simple. And this eludes most people. They're caught up in this idea of living. I spoke with a young man today who was investing four percent of his income, and I said, I'm gonna let you know it's pretty wimpy. And he said, "Well, you know, wife, kids, all this and that." And I said, "How much you make?" He said, "104,000 a year." And I said, "Well, it's actually pathetic." He's like, "Yeah, but how's the guy supposed to?" I can't convince this guy. There's no point in me arguing with the guy. He doesn't see the fact that he saves four percent. He's literally investing four percent. He is consuming 96 percent of the money he makes from his ed- labor or service or whatever he is he does or sells. He is consuming 96% of the profits from that. Oh, and he's losing to inflation. Oh, and he's losing to taxes, right? He probably has debt, which is why he can't save so much. And now he's responding to corporate marketing. The four things that are going to steal his wealth inside of this idea of the money. So what does he do? How do I get to that guy? 
He doesn't understand the battle he's in. He doesn't understand he's king of a kingdom that has been leveraged to the tilt. And the slightest little hiccup in that kingdom, guess what happens? Off with the king's head. See, when it doesn't rain in the kingdom, they blame the king. You know that, right? It's the king's fault. It's always the king's fault. Rule number 10 of the 10 pillars of success. If you go to my Instagram, click the link in my bio. I talk about this idea of the 10 pillars of success. Pillar number 10 is how you think is everything. Or pillar number one. Pillar number 10 is take full responsibility for everything. Why? Because the king and queen are ultimately in charge. You are ultimately in charge in your finances and your wealth. The wealth that your family has right now is because of you. And I'm not very happy with myself. Now I've done okay. And if you follow me, you know I'm in this battle every day to do better. But guess what? I'm getting older. I'm almost 50 years old. Guess what comes then? 51 and 52. And I can feel time compressing. And inside of this equation, the millionaire math, inside of this equation inside the money flow is what? Time times yield times amount. I have control over the amount to some extent. I can put 100% in, not be able to pay my bills, all the way down to what? 4%. So this young man setting aside 4% of his annual income to protect the kingdom if there's ever a problem. Do you think there will be a problem? What year are we in the business cycle? And how many years has the stock market been going straight up? A long time. It makes veterans, traders like me scared, and I don't even try to predict. I have no idea when it's turning. But it's getting a little scary. But I'm not going to let that affect me. But it is. It's long in the market. And if your shit ain't tight right now, excuse me again, that was number two. I'm going to donate to a charity every time I curse on this channel. But if your money's not right right now, like right now, like go read my book. You don't have to die broke. And you're sitting on debt, mortgage debt. Yeah, I'm talking about the impossible. The castle being free and clear. It's possible. You tell me, you don't have a credit card debt, you don't have a student loan, you don't have a mortgage, and you don't have a car payment. What do you have left after you get paid at work? Money, right? So if the king wants to remain king for a long time, you know what he needs? Cash flow. Why do you think wars are started? What do you think the first thing Hitler and them did? They went and steal the money. Why? Because he's got to pay the troops. And so the moment we have a recession and they let you go in your $150,000 a year jobs, that's the people I'm talking to the most. I used to think I was talking to poor people. Poor people understand they probably won't be as affected. It's the guy right now making a buck 50, saving 4%. His head's going to be cut off. And then he's going to spend 10 years of the first four years in a bear market where his retirement, any bit that he had, he got cut in half. But because he has debt, he's got to pull out his stocks. They never get to multiply and he has to spend it to survive. I've talked to hundreds of people like this on the phone, hundreds personally, and there are thousands out there. And then they end up 45 years old because they caught the tail end when they were in their prime working years, they had debt, they weren't investing, and the little bit they had went down by half and then they cashed it out to cover themselves because they were so financially weak going into the recession. And so people will say, Well, what are you going to do about your stocks in a recession? 
What am I going to do? Don't worry about what I'm going to do. What are you going to do about your debt and losing your job? I don't have a job. I'm almost 50. I've been on this game now for 19 years. This hustle, make money game, put money in the market game. Every freaking day, I almost did it. Oh, that was almost number three. Every day I get up, every day. If you follow me, and what am I doing? I'm posting, I'm talking, I'm commenting, I'm looking at the market. I'm on year 19. Just compounding money, just putting money in, just taking money, investing money. Taking equity loans from real estate, pushing it into undervalued stocks, taking money from stocks, pushing it to real estate, and just playing this game of building wealth for 19 years, obsessed with it. Guess what happens? Compounding's true. It's true. Like, I want you to understand it is true. I'm compounding. And when you look at the compound curve, when you get to the right over there, get around year 20, 25, what happens? Starts to go up, right? That's where I'm at. This is the part about the equation of time, money, and yield. Time, amount, yield. Is that the more you put in, the further, the faster you go down the curve. That's what I figured out. So I began to find ways to put in 3,000, 5,000. You know what happens when you consistently for years invest 3,000 a month in high quality stocks that are undervalued, that appreciate, that pay you cash flow, that produce cash. Like, you know what happens? When you catch stocks that go up 200%, 300%, every once in a while you get a blackjack. And it goes from $12 to $70. That happens. But it doesn't happen if you don't play. There's no guarantee it'll happen, but I know it's guaranteed it won't happen if you don't play the game, right? So inside of this game of the money flow, we walk around with this equation in our head of time, amount, and yield, trying to build wealth, trying to get at least 10% a year so that we can double our money every 7.2 years, right? Isn't that the goal? That should be the goal. And so you have to ask yourself, is the activity that I'm doing, how is it going to give me the 10%? Now, here's the better thing. What if you could get the 10% every three months? This was the lure of trading. I had three stocks this week go up 10% in one day. <laughs> now, what I've been talking to you is about what if you compound wealth at seven point at 10% a year, every 7.2 years, your wealth multiplies. You, you, you double, right? So if you have 350 grand right now and you get 10% a year in 10 years, you should, be, all things considered, and be sitting at about 600 grand. And then in another seven years, you should be sitting at a million, right? And then what happens? Two million. Then guess what? Four. You see that curve going up, right? But we have control of the amount. So what if you, when you get it to the 600,000, you go even harder. You begin to compress time. And so you're 50 and you're at two mil, getting ready to try to get to four mil so you can get to 10. See what I'm saying? And so by the time you're hitting 70, you're in the 20 mil. Now it's generational wealth. Now you're sending grandkids, grandkids to college. You're sending grandkids, grandkids to college. That was the game I was trying to play. And the last thing it is, is a get rich quick game. (laughs) Ain't nothing about that. And I'm not against that. Shit, if you can come up with a way to get rich quick, do it. And then the moment you do it, take the money and do what I'm saying. And then go try to do it again. And then if you get it again, take the money and do what I'm saying. And then go try to do it again. 
That's what I've been doing. I'm on my third career. I don't care what my career is. I need the money from the career so I can compound, so I can build generational wealth. That was me. That was my thought. And if you do this process, guess what? After a while, you don't need careers because the money makes money. I had a back-to-back thirty-three percent year. That's lucky. First one to admit. Beautiful, right? Beautiful. And like I said, play enough cards, you get blackjack. Thirty-three percent. You know what happens when you're sitting at a half a million dollars and you have a thirty-three percent year? That's like over one hundred fifty grand, right? So we add that to the half. Now we're at seven hundred fifty, and then you have another thirty-three percent year. What does that do? Seven fifty, thirty-three percent is what? A lot. Now you're at a million. You went from half a million to a million because you had two back-to-back thirty percent years. What happens to the curve now? What happens to the millionaire math now? Now that we look at this idea of time and amount and yield inside this idea of the money flow. Math just got real big. The reason it doesn't get real big there for every single human being on planet, or at least in America, the reason it doesn't, because compounding's there. Literally anyone in a 20-year period could do it. Put in almost any number. I mean, holy Christ! Put in $10 and do it for 20 years. Look what it does. Just simply put the $10 in the S&P. $10 a day, every day for 20 years, you have a lot of money. Like it's real. Math is real. The dilemma is you have to have money to put the money in, and there's only a couple ways. One, you got to cut expenses, or you got to increase income, right? So what did I do? I started working eight days a week. Why? Because I needed more money. I could only cut so much. I had already cut, and I began to make money so that I could take the money and I could get rid of the student loan. My wife had a thirty-two thousand dollars student loan. I paid it off in eighteen months. I considered an investment because once it was gone, guess what I owed? Zero. Money not going out is the same as money coming in. And when I put the spreadsheet up and I looked the out, the out.